Climate change is happening now, and scientists can prove it with many different forms of data. But many doubtful communities are learning about the realities of climate change the hard way. IER's Beth Edwards spoke to the mayor of a town in northern Indiana who is taking the lead on resiliency and not looking back. Nestled in the middle of Amish country, near the Michigan border, Goshen, Indiana, revolves around its town square, where historic brick and stucco buildings sport bright coats of paint and interiors have been transformed into breweries, quirky shops, and artist studios. The town's website has a quote that reflects its hopeful outlook. Some say Goshen is the way America used to be. We say it's the way to an uncommonly robust future. But when historic flooding devastated the town of 32,000 in February of 2018, the prospect of that robust future became less secure. A combination of heavy rain and snow melt led to Elkhart River to rise to a record 13.2 feet. More than 300 structures were damaged, and citizens had to be evacuated by rescue teams. Faced with unprecedented challenges, the town responded on the fly. Its mayor, Jeremy Stutzman, vowed never to put the community in such a precarious position again. Having the experience of, of this past hailstorm, where we saw streets flooding that had never, ever flooded before in that storm, having the coldest ever winter last year, all of these, to me, are direct signs that we need to be doing something to prepare for the future, and we are going to have to find ways to be more adaptable. Goshen lost three of its five river crossings in the first five hours of the flood. The water rose with such speed and such volume, evacuations were ordered for residents living in the affected area. It would take 97 hours before the water started to dissipate. Stussman spent 91 of those hours at City Hall, along with five other town officials, facilitating communications among town departments and meeting residents' needs as quickly as possible. In the aftermath of the flooding, officials saw the financial burden of the flood disasters. Aaron Rowe, Director of Emergency Response and Recovery for the Indiana Department of Homeland Security, said more than 650 applicants in Elkhart County claimed more than $930,000 in emergency assistance. The experience showed town officials that Goshen would need to become more prepared for environmental change and the severe weather that comes with it. Stutzman said the key to encouraging townwide acceptance of the projects was focusing the discussion on the betterment of their community rather than on climate change as a whole. We didn't argue about climate change. We talked about Goshen. I showed them the numbers. I showed them what we can do, what we know we can do. So as a mayor, you just need to make sure you're giving the argument to allowing everybody to find the argument that allows them to support the initiatives you're bringing forward and really staying out of the politically charged discussions. And it's, it's very important if you're going to continue to get projects moving. Our environment is, is something that once we lose it, we'll never get back. And there's so many facts we know about environmental projects that you know either save us money or help us to be healthier people. That's what we need to be doing and, and how we need to be acting. Goshen's plight isn't unique in the Hoosier State. Historically, 24% of Indiana was covered by wetlands, and numerous waterways still cut across the state, making large swaths of land susceptible to severe flooding. And with climate change, Indiana is becoming wetter, with heavy rain events predicted to become more frequent in the coming years. May 2018 to April 2019 was the wettest 12-month period on record in the state. This past spring, heavy rains delayed the planting of crops by many weeks, and residents who had never had to deal with flooding issues found knee-deep water on their streets. These unprecedented levels of flooding have raised fears about Indiana's disaster preparedness, both practically and economically. Concerns about how to recover from and prepare for natural disasters have plagued all levels of Indiana's government. Recently, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, 
announced it is transferring the responsibility of first response to the states so it can focus on preparing for natural disasters before they happen. That shift in priorities will have a significant impact on Indiana. Indiana is one of the few states with a disaster relief fund, which is financed by a percentage of fireworks sales throughout the state. If fireworks sales are down, the fund suffers, meaning that individual citizens are faced with increased responsibility and cost following natural disasters. Last spring, the fund had $2 million. Most homeowner policies do not cover flood damage, and 1% of Indiana residents and businesses have flood insurance. Without it, the recovery cost from a major flood can be substantial. The Indiana Department of Natural Resources works with FEMA to map the river floodplain areas of the state, but this does not include urban flooding, even though urban flooding is covered under the National Flood Insurance Program. And urban flooding is what has been growing the most, with inadequate sewers leading to flooding in homes and businesses, according to David Knight, DNR Engineering Section Manager for the Central Basin. It is a hazardous out there, and flood insurance, it's just one tool to have uh, to protect yourself from damages from floods. Pretty much anyone is eligible to purchase flood insurance through the National Flood Insurance Program. You don't have to be in that special flood hazard area zone. You can be outside of that zone, still at flood risk, and, and still be protected. Instead of ignoring any possible relationship between heavy rain events and climate change, Goshen has used the flood disaster as a catalyst for prevention and economic growth. The town is now working with the Great Lakes Integrated Science and Assessment Group to better understand the movement of stormwater through the community and the causes of flooding. With the flooding we've been through over the last couple of years, this is going to be invaluable information to us. We're very hopeful that it'll help us not only better how we work with developers and projects in the city, but also help us maybe find those ways to start mitigating the flood issues. Yet another project reaches out to the community's younger residents. My Goshen Exploring My Natural Home teaches elementary school students about the sense of place, stewardship, energy, and climate change. As part of the program, students will visit the Mary Lee Environmental Learning Center of Goshen College for field experience and grade appropriate activities. Once the program's educational packets are complete, they will be available free of charge on the City of Goshen's website. The city has plans for several additional projects. For far too long, economics have directed our discussion and lack of action when it comes to our environment. We need to change this direction by showing this economic value and moving forward for green projects. However, he is conscious of the city's budget and doesn't want to overspend or set up future mayors for failure. For me, doing an environmental project is great if it helps the environment, but being able to afford it as a mayor is, is essential. You don't want to spend so much money on green projects that your community can't provide public safety or do a snow plowing appropriately. We are always, always looking at every project we do, we look at the financial aspects. We have so much data, so much research and, and technology has come so far, it's becoming easier and easier to do projects that do have that financial payback. Stutzman grew up in Goshen and went to Butler University in Indianapolis, graduating with a degree in biology. He didn't think he would return to Goshen after graduation and never thought about public service, but he would become the town's youngest mayor. When he returned from Indianapolis, he began working in construction, remodeling and restoring some of the old buildings along the downtown square. That led to a run for city council, which he served on for eight years before turning his attention to becoming mayor. When he entered office four years ago, he started laying the groundwork for Goshen's environmental metamorphosis. He began with small changes, such as having city employees use shared printers and changing two LED light bulbs in government offices. As the smaller projects became more popular and showed cost savings, the mayor and his team began thinking of larger projects. 
One of Sussman's first initiatives was to put a youth advisor on the city council in hopes of getting Goshen's young people involved in the community. Stutzman, a father of two, said it was important to him because having a teenage son taught him how thoughtful and insightful young people can be. When I came in the first year, I knew I wanted to do the youth advisor position and help to bring that, that youth voice closer to the community, closer to city government. And it has been absolutely phenomenal for our, our community to go through this. In fact, because of the success of the city council, several other nonprofit boards in Goshen have appointed youth advisors as well. Goshen High School student Zoe Eichhorn was elected by the student body and appointed to the council by the mayor for the 2019-2020 school year. Eichhorn and fellow youth caucus members helped draft a resolution passed in April in which Goshen pledged to become carbon neutral by 2035. Speaking before the 2019 Earth Charter Climate Leadership Summit held at Goshen College in September, youth caucus member Simon Hertzler-Gosko emphasized the resolution's importance for his generation. We as youth, we're all much more connected, I think, to the environment than some of our older peers. And I think it's just the idea that we are the ones that will be affected. So as a caucus, we decided that this is something we were interested in pursuing. The resolution was mainly setting the groundwork for the city council and especially the mayor to pass further legislation in the months to come. The same resolution also included an initiative to grow the town's tree canopy by 45%. Goshen currently has 13,500 public trees, which offers the community $1.5 million in ecological benefits, comprising of energy savings, stormwater mitigation, carbon dioxide sequestration and mitigation, and benefits to private property. We are working hard to increase all these values by increasing our tree canopy. In September, the council passed an ordinance proposed by the Youth Caucus to create a Department of Environmental Resiliency. In the past year, Goshen has also completed 92 solar projects, producing 116 watts per person. That means the town outranks communities like Phoenix, Sacramento, Los Angeles, San Francisco, and Denver, and the amount of solar power per capita. Stutzman said his environmental projects initially were met with a mixture of excitement and skepticism, but people slowly started to get on board. I don't want to say a battle, but definitely it's, it's been a lot of meetings sitting down with people to get them on board for the resolution and the ordinance to get them on board for creating a Department of Environmental Resilience. I showed them the numbers. I showed them what we can do, what we know we can do, and with more, more time to, to put into that process that you know, convince them that we're going to learn a lot more of those types of projects that can help us. Sussman also spoke in September at the 2019 Earth Charter Climate Leadership Summit he urged the audience to buy into the necessity of climate change awareness in Indiana. What do you do if the end of the world comes? The answer, move to Indiana. Everything happens 50 years later there. <laughs> we are now at a point where we can't wait 50 years. We must work at becoming a more res environmentally resilient state and county. We need to become a state that leads and not follows.